Welcome to Nothing Is OB Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Torres. I started this podcast out of my love for the game of golf. It's done great things with me. The power of sports and the power of golf are really evident in my life. You can ask my wife, you can ask my kids. Now today I will be meeting with a really, really interesting guest. He is my insurance agent, but also he hosts a very, very important tournament that gives back to our community. Now, before we get going, I will recap the 2018 Masters Golf Tournament. Christmas come early, especially in April. Masters time always feels like Christmas time, baby. Or especially when you get to see the big boys like Jordan, Ricky, even Patrick, and especially my boy Tiger. Now, if anybody loves the game of golf, you'd love Masters Week. You love watching a little bit of the Part 3 contest, and you especially start watching whether you're at work, whether you're at home, or in my case on Sunday, I was at a confirmation for one of my former players. I still had time, and thank you to the Masters app, which had a lot of good streaming going on. All right, now, congratulations to our 2018 Masters champion, Texas native, Patrick Reed. Captain America was able to come through and hold on for the Masters win. I know a lot of people on other podcasts said that there wasn't a lot of drama on Sunday, but I loved seeing him come through and even beating another one of my favorite favorite golfers in Roy. Now, uh, Patrick Reed was able to finish with a minus 15 on the day. Now, finishing runner-up was Ricky Fowler with a minus 14, and another Texas boy finishing out at third is Jordan Spieth with a 13. Now, it was awesome to watch Jordan and Ricky make a freaking charge on that last round. All right? Now, it was unfortunate that Jordan had that bogey on number 18 where his tee shot ended up hitting some of the trees and dropping down. But you know what? He made a valiant effort. He made a run at it, and he was able to shoot a 64 on Sunday. Now, watching my boy Ricky, we're all pulling for him. A lot of people think that he might just be a pretty face, a real sharp dude, a great dresser. Well, he might be all of those things. But you know what? A lot of people in the golf game understand that this guy might be the next Arnold Palmer in the way he carries himself and being one of the ambassadors for the game of golf. Now, I'm hoping he'll be able to pull through, get one of those Masters wins, and finish one of the big tournaments. It was nice to see him make a charge except he fell at least one stroke short. But now back to Captain America. If anybody saw the 2014 Ryder Cup with his battles with him and Roy McIlroy at their matchup, it was awesome to see what he could do for our country in the Ryder Cup. And now he was doing it, and he was doing it on the, in Augusta at that hard, hard course. It was nice to see Captain America make clutch putt after clutch putt and he really battled with himself to bring home that win. Now, one thing I was listening to in a lot of podcasts was the attire that all of Nike athletes had to wear that day. Now, the thing is, a lot of people, uh, maybe the Nike people, were a little bit taken back. And the way they seemed to set it up is that all of their Nike players had to wear a pink shirt. For those pink flowers there in Augusta, the Azaleas. The only one outside of Tiger Woods who wore his traditional Tiger Sunday outfit, his red shirt and his black pants with a little black vest, was Tony Fanu. I'm sorry, Tony Finau. Now, Tony Finau, he got to wear just like a little white shirt, and I'm not too sure where that fell within line for uh, how Nike wanted their golfers to dress. But if you saw, you know what? Rory and, Rory and Patrick Reed had the same 
colored polo. But maybe that's why Rory kept on his pullover the whole round. And maybe that might have played a little bit into some of his shots. And for those people know that when you wear a pullover sometimes, your game might not be as sharp as it could be. But these guys are professionals, and they have to play through some of those things. Now, for my boy Tiger, he didn't end up shooting as well as he'd like to. He had a little bit of trouble off the tee box and controlling his, his, iron, his iron game. Now, it was nice to see him out there. Freaking love Tiger Woods. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Since Tiger's been back these past few weeks, it's been nice to see him. It reminds me of MJ coming back from his retirement. It reminds me of Sting coming back to do the Stinger Splash. I love it. I love seeing him come back. It's one of my childhood heroes. He's the reason why I really wanted to get into this game of golf. And I'm super happy, super pumped up. I know this is just a little stepping stone for him in his comeback bid. And I know he's going to get even bigger and better. Now for back to Patrick Reed. Now what this is going to do for Captain America's career. This legitimizes him as a top power in the game of golf. Now he said this several years back in 2014 that he's a top five player in this game. I think this really shows him since he's winning this Masters at Augusta National that he's going to be a force to reckon with. And also, this is going to help him be a little bit better and win over a few more fans. And I'm super glad he's in it, especially for Texas, and this is going to be great for Texas golf. Now, I hope you enjoy the podcast with my insurance agent, State Farm, and Putty for Pops chairman, Jaime Luna. Welcome to Nothing is OB Golf Podcast, episode number 15. I'm your host, as usual, Andrew Torres. I'm here with a good buddy of mine. His name is Jaime Luna. He goes by several names, or really, I call him several names. I call him the, the mutton chop, the rodeo king, uh, Facebook king, social media king. Uh, but a lot of people know him here in town as the best insurance agent in the game. Jaime, how you doing today, Jaime? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Andy? Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing really good right now. I'm about to do a lot better because I'm going to be playing golf on your dime, so That's I'm going right. to be doing really good. Member appreciation golf. That's right. Member appreciation day. I always love these days. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, why don't you go ahead and just start off by telling our listeners just a little bit about yourself. Well, I appreciate the kudos you just uh, gave me, but uh, I'm not, not sure I'm the best, but <laughs> def- definitely try to be. Uh, a little bit about myself. I'm originally from El Paso, Texas, uh, born and raised there. Went to Hanks High School, grew up playing baseball since I was like out of the womb, basically. Um, went off to play in college a little bit and a little bit after that. Um, then started a you know, sales career down here in San Antonio, selling our health club memberships for Spectrum um, many moons ago. And that kind of led me to you know, uh, tying up with State Farm and, and uh, getting the opportunity to become my own agent. And it's been a blessing ever since. And, and since then, I had to learn how to play golf really quickly because I, I needed <laughs> to learn how to entertain uh, properly and, and uh, not pull uh, Sergio and hit every ball in the wood, in the water or in the woods, really. Well, you do a lot, though. You do I a still lot. do that. I you still do a lot. Because <laughs> you, you try to make your customers feel good, right? That's right. That's right. I got to pretend to lose to you, right? <laughs> well, tell me, uh, I know you have a beautiful wife and you have a beautiful daughter. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. Yes, they're both beautiful. Um, wife and I have actually met uh, at the health club. I 
the the way I met her was actually I interviewed her for a sales position at one of our clubs. Oh, okay. So and you're you're incriminating yourself yeah, right now. Not, that not really. On. Actually, we didn't date at all until <laughs> she was done with uh, her her prior relationship, and actually she had left Spectrum at the time. So that's when we re- reconnected. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, so it's been a blessing ever since. Um, we had a beautiful little girl named Alyssa. She's two and a half right now, and uh, she's our world. So what do you think? Uh, you know, you played you played college ball. You think she's you think she's got a little something in her? She's definitely a little little <laughs> athlete man already. She's running. She's trying to chase. She's competitive already. Uh, I don't know where she gets that from. I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I want to talk to her. I want to see if she's a closer. If she's a closer like that, she's always trying to sell something. <laughs> she closes that all the time. What to eat? What to wear? So she's she's a harder closer than we are. Well, you know what? Uh, that's normally how daughters are. Now tell me, Hyman. You do a lot of stuff, uh, and especially in your business for the game of golf, with the game of golf, and being a member out here uh, for out here at Club Corp and Fair Oaks. Uh, but what really got you into the game of golf? Was it your dad, or was it just business? What got you into this game? I would say it was 100% business. A good friend of mine named Peter Yen, I'll never forget it, and John Hunter. Uh, both of those guys were uh, gracious enough to allow me to be on on their team for a little while and, and they just kind of really taught me about golf. Um, our old CEO used to say, hey man, you gotta be able to you know, wine and dine with your members and if they're playing golf, you need to be playing golf with them. And uh, he was a big component of why I needed to, to jump and learn this game. He said it was a gentleman's game and it was a phenomenal way to build relationships with all clients. And so that really kind of sparked my interest and you know, of course you have one decent round and you're hooked. You know? <laughs> That's all it took. So, so you had a decent round, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think I broke 120. <laughs> <laughs> that was a decent round to get me started. <laughs> well, tell me, uh, best memory from all these rounds? You play in a lot of tournaments. Best memory? Best memory that you've had that, let's say, keeps you coming back, or this that one time where you're like, man, I love this. Well, I have several, but for sure, probably the only ego I've ever had was at Avery Ranch in Austin, Texas. We were actually doing our internship for State Farm, and it was a par five. I happened just to hit somehow the ball straight down the fairway and then hit three wood onto the green and then hit this magical putt that was about 15 feet. Didn't, you know, think I could make it. I just, one of those, you just hit it and see where it lands and went in. I think I almost jumped in the water. <laughs> no, I, dude, I don't believe you. I don't. I don't believe you. I play I know, with you. I play with you. A lot of people say they don't I believe it, but it's a well, true story. Well, you know what? You're 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 a former college ball player, and you know, so is my brother-in-law. And you know, what, every now and then, y'all guys can catch one. You know, yeah. y'all can catch one. We can sh- we can shine a little bit of glory every now and then. Well, man, because see, you know what? I I hate you know what? I hate and I love hearing these good golf memories because I've never had an eagle. I've never had a hole in one. Uh, I've never shot in the seventies. So you know what? I just. This is why I do this podcast, though. You're getting me pumped up. I'm ready. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. Now tell me, uh, favorite club here in San Antonio, favorite golf course that, let's say, you've played or your favorite course here in town? Well, I'm currently a member here at Fair Oaks, and I'm a big fan of here. It's just a great community um, and great facilities. I would have to say TPC is probably my favorite course just because, uh, you know, it's it's TPC, right? And so um, it's just so challenging and, and grueling. And um, so it's my favorite course by far. I never score well there, but it's still my favorite course. Exactly. Who really scores well there? But but like you said, uh, maybe what makes it 
everybody wants to play this because the pros play it. That's it. And, you That's know, it, and, man. And you have some of their struggles. He volunteered there to during the tournament a couple years ago, uh, and to see what the grandstands and all that is just awesome experience. I uh, got to meet like Rory and Phil and you know. Yeah, you worked names. a good year. I remember so you I and Michael, good, right? Yeah. You and Michael worked. Michael and Rory, yeah. So we worked a really good year. It was a it was a blast, and um, you know we got to play right after that. And, and those grandstands are still up, so we yeah. pretend we were in the tournament. <laughs> it was hilarious. I, I remember that because uh, I know you were volunteering, and I was coming from the hospitality tents, you know, so yeah. I felt really good about myself when I saw you and Michael. Y'all had towels and stuff, because right, y'all were in the club, the bags, right? I think yeah, you had to do we the bags, the, we the were bag room the, or something like that. We were like doing that. the club, uh, the caddy, that we were in charge of the caddies, and so that was a blast because we got to meet all the caddies and got an opportunity, uh, you know, for them to give us a bunch of free stuff, which we were, you know, all about. So hey, that, cool. that's a good job because you know what? I see some of these other volunteers; they're, they're working out there. Oh yeah, and you, was, I'm sure you're just no, y'all we're, just no, we're messing around, ice cream, passing beers out to them. <laughs> so you're so you're some eye candy, right? Oh, so you're yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. All right, uh, favorite club, favorite club in your bag, go-to club in your bag. I would say my go-to club for sure is the three wood. Yeah, I, I I play with you a good amount of times. You use your three wood more than your driver, for sure. All right. Now, why? But why your three wood? Why? I mean, just what's one thing that I guess maybe a story or a shot that you remember that hey, it's three wood. This is it. I guess it's the closest to the feeling of a of the baseball bat that I use, and so it's around the same dimensions, and so it just feels natural to swing it um, and to go all out for it. So I'll go to it more than I'll go to driver for sure. I'd like to thank a supporter of the show, Jaime Luna with State Farm Insurance. You can reach him at 210-972-5862, or you can reach him on his website at lunanation.com. For the best in the game, on and off the course. Now, back to Jaime. What is your Tiger Sunday outfit? Your Tiger <laughs> Sunday outfit. My Tiger Sunday outfit. That's a good question. Um, I actually just bought a... Tiger Woods collection shirt in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which was probably my favorite course of all time. It had a floating green, um, which I didn't hit at all. It was very difficult into the wind, into the middle of the lake. It was beautiful. But I bought an amazing Tiger Woods shirt from there, so I can't what wait color to is wear it. What color is it? It's like pink and black. It's something I would never wear. <laughs> uh, and so that's the reason why I wanted to get it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm just like waiting for the right tournament to wear it. <laughs> You're waiting to, to bring out them tiger colors, yeah, right? that's right. That's right. All right, so what kind of pants? What color pants? I'm probably going to go with gray. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. That's, all you, that's all you really yeah, have. I'm not good enough to wear white. <laughs> you know, I, I see people wearing white out here. I'm like, man, if, unless you're not scoring, if you're not scoring in the 70s, you can't be wearing white. That's, that's what I said. <laughs> I was at, we were at the Nike outlet the other day, and Anna's, Anna's looking through the clearance. Because, of course, you know, hey, golf clothes are expensive. Absolutely. Golf clothes are expensive. So I always go out there and look at the clearance first. Anna said, hey, there's these white pants. And I look at them, and they were, I think, 25 bucks. I said, I'm going to do it. And then I thought to myself, I'm not that good. You know, people are going to be looking at you like, oh, he's, this guy's got white pants. You yeah, know? yeah. You he's got to be a pants. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the white belt. I mean, buy a white belt because I'm like, you put the white belt on, you're, you, you know, you better be shooting under 80. That, that's Ian Poulter range right there. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you want people to look at you. Yeah. I had a white belt and I gave it to my dad because my dad asked me for it. My that's dad's it. 60 years old, asking for a white belt. That's what I said. There's no hey, that's it. There's no judgment. After well, at the same time, I said, my dad's gonna. My dad wants to wear a white belt. I have no business wearing a white belt if he wants to wear one. <laughs> I have that's no right. business. That's right. 
All right, now tell me a little bit about that that club in Idaho, Floating Green, man. That just sounds awesome. I know you've played a lot of courses, especially being a member here at Club Corp. You've, you know, I'm super jealous of you. You told me, oh, you have access to this course, this course, this course. Now, with that that course, uh, what brought you there to Idaho? So we won a State Farm trip for being one of the you know top agents in life insurance for the company, and so um, we went to Coeur d'Alene, not expecting. Everyone was kept telling about how beautiful it is, and. Uh, Pictures don't do it justice. You got to go and see it there for yourself, and see the wind. And uh, they even have a uh, a driving range with you know you hit into the lake, and the ball should just like dissolve into the to the lake. I guess I don't know how. It works. Oh no no, it's, they have a ball retractor. What happens is is that it pulls them all in and kind of they they take them out constantly. Oh ah, okay. So, yeah, I was trying to figure that one out, <laughs> and so it was pretty neat. So we got a chance to. Um, play out there it had a lot of different shots a lot of blind shots but what was really cool is that you had to play with a caddy and so they're dressed just like you're at the masters dang uh, it was really neat uh, it was so much fun i played it again and my caddy actually just joined me so hey man you guys are too fun let me just join y'all i won't even charge you i'm like yeah come on in and so we played again and i still didn't hit the floor <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, you know, I thought you were gonna tell me this. You had this magical shot. No. It was beautiful. It was like being at the Masters at TPC Sawgrass. And no, it, so it you was, didn't have that story. It was very similar, minus the shot landing on the green. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe you had that Sergio type where it hit and then water, maybe? No, no, this was like shank, <laughs> shank, shank. I think I hit the boat that takes you to the floating green <laughs> one time. I, actually, I did, I'm pretty sure. Um, so it was hysterical, man. It was a tough shot. I think it's more mental than anything because it seems like it. You're sitting there, and it's just, and it doesn't really move, but they call it the floating green. Um, but the water, the waves, make it. It's just it's just an amazing view and an awesome golf course. Now, how was that like having a caddy? Did he give you a lot of advice, or did you ask him questions, or maybe how holes play, or how certain breaks happen on the greens? Yes, I, I was like a sponge. I was asking everything possible. That was my second time ever using a caddy. Uh, they made us use one in, in Colorado uh, when we went there as well, and that was that was a great experience. But this one, um, you know, the guy was super professional. He was like, no, don't hit it down this path, hit it down this path, and then he saw like three or four holes of what I was swinging like and he's like hey i'll tell you what off the tee box why don't we just use this three iron or four iron and uh so <laughs> i was like all right and so uh he really improved the score that day and so i was like this is pretty neat so did you say you're gonna offer him like a 10-day contract hey let me bring you let me bring you back down to san antonio yeah, for a what are you doing every friday can you come to san antonio every friday is it possible is it possible we can relocate <laughs> yeah. you over here yeah, tell so me it was neat favorite pga player Tiger Woods, man. I mean, that's why I turn on the TV. To yes, watch. yes. You, you got to say it's Tiger. I mean, he's the greatest of, to me, of all time. He's, I agree. He's my generation, um, but he's still there. I mean, I'm rooting for him this weekend for sure. Um, Jordan Spieth is up there. Uh, good buddy of mine, client Abraham Answer, highest ranked uh, Hispanic player on tour. I'm pulling for him every single weekend that he that he's playing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being. I'm looking forward to going to the Valero this year because. Uh, you know, he is one of your clients. He went to high school with my brother-in-law, and so I always pull for him. And being, I think right now, he's actually the only Mexican player, Mexican-born player, that is one of the top-rated PGA players right now that have their card. And so, you know what? There's some that are from Venezuela, uh, Puerto Rico. And so I'm like, hey, we got one. We got one guy. We right, got, that's I right. got to root for him. Yeah, that's right. No, absolutely. But he's not in the Masters. And you know what? I saw him on Instagram. He's... He's here around in town. He's hitting shots off of his carpet on in nice. his house and stuff. And nice. so I said, you know what? 
He, he's getting ready. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> getting ready. ready. He's getting ready for Valero for sure. Favorite part of your game? I would have to say at this point, my favorite part of the game is probably putting. Yeah, you, you're pretty. You're you're pretty clutch putter. So I that'd be my part favorite part of your game too. <laughs> so I was like, because I don't think you really got anything else. Yeah, like, it, you know? it really, yeah. I can't really shank that one as much as as right. everything else. Favorite um, part of your game that needs the most work. And you can't say all of it. That's a cop out. You can't say yeah, all of it. Yeah, I definitely would say all of it. But I, if I had to narrow it down to one thing, I would probably say off the tee box. I need to stay more consistent. Um, because once I'm in the field, I can, you know, kind of figure it out or leave one short and, that, and not be too, too bad. But off the tee box, got to stay consistent. If I do that, then I can shoot well um, and make it more enjoyable for sure. Now, one thing besides being my insurance agent and a good friend and, you know, being a former coworker and a former boss of my wife, uh, I know you do a lot of good things. You're constantly, you belong to so many different uh, chambers of commerce here in town. You do so much charity work, but one of the biggest things I know you do, and I know it's a passion project of you, is you're a chairman, you're on the board for uh, Putting for Pops. Why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about that golf tournament? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought it up. Putting for Pops is actually a tournament we started um, four years ago now where, um, unfortunately, my uncle passed away of cancer and my uh, aunt and, and my cousins were just in a, in a really big bind where we just didn't have enough to um, have the proper, uh, you know, final expenses for them. And so we started this tournament and saying, man, cancer just is, it's just terrible. And you know he he was diagnosed in November and, and we lost him in July. So it was wow, it was, it was quick. Just very quick, and so that kind of stayed with me. And I've always wanted to pay it forward and find a way to do that. And so I was you know contemplating putting together a golf tournament just for him. And then I said, well, why don't we just uh, call it Putting for Pops? He'll be you know the very first uh, recipient for sure. And then going forward, I know he would love it if we could just continue to pass along as well. And so he you know kind of. With his legacy, we just kept it going, and so we did three years of it very successfully. We were able to help, you know, my aunt's family the first year, and an additional family as well. And then the second year, we helped uh, three families, and then this last year, we we helped two families, and we were able to raise um, over twenty five thousand each one of our years Man. to get it done. Um, it takes a lot of work, but it's it's so rewarding the day after. Uh, when it's all said and done and we get to call the families and, and tell them, hey, congratulations, we have X amount for each one of you and the joy that it brings. And it's not a ton of money, but it's just enough to, you know, do whatever that they do, whether it's Christmas shopping or um, it is, unfortunately, final expenses. Um, it's just a great tournament. We've, unfortunately, we've lost um, a few members already. In fact, we've lost three um, recipients already. And you know, it's just the impact that it leaves on the family. That's really amazing that, that they're really gracious and, um, you know, we do it for them, no doubt. Well, luckily enough, and thank you for allowing me to be a part of those tournaments every year. I think it's a very well-ran tournament, awesome. Uh, everybody loves enjoying it. I know I've, I've brought the same group, or well, at least one of my same buddies every time, and he always looks forward to it. He always got good gifts. He always <laughs> got good prizes, always making people coming back. And what I love is that you always have the families out here, the recipients. You have the families out here, and they just, you know, they're out here helping. They're encouraging, passing out a few adult beverages, you know. And, <laughs> That's right. And you seem like, like they're super appreciative of what you're doing. 
And I love to see that and that they're involved and they're not just letting you do all the work or letting everybody else kind of do all the work, your committee, and which y'all do an awesome job. I see it's a lot of your employees. And I see you like get a lot of your um, your fellow uh, your fellow State Farm uh, agents and a lot of people. I know uh, Fair Oaks plays a big part in it. And uh, making this happen, dude. It's, it's always a good tournament, dude. It's Thank always you, a good man. tournament. I appreciate it. We, we look to make it better every year. You know, it's slowly growing and people, like you said, are looking forward to it. I get emails around, you know, now, you know, year round about, hey, when is it? What are you guys doing this year? Can I help out? It's just been a blessing and we hope to continue it as long as we possibly can. It's awesome. Uh, you know, I remember when Paul said, hey, we have an unlimited taco bar. Unlimited taco bar, I'm definitely there. <laughs> That's it. I'm in. We're in. Yeah. All right. We're coming out to the end of the show. Now tell me, uh, I always have, I always ask, I always ask the people on the show, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you on the golf course? Craziest story. Maybe not you. Maybe somebody in your playing group. What's the craziest thing? And you can't tell me just some stupid drunk story because we all have those. Oh, man. There's a, there's a ton of them <laughs> for sure. Uh, Remember, the show is called Nothing is OB. Nothing so is you, OB. You, you can that's go right. OB. That's right. Um, I think what there's a couple. One of that came, came to mind right away was we were playing um, a few buddies of mine, and I hit the 150-yard marker, the black and white yeah. pole, and destroyed it. And so we took it home with us <laughs> and threw it in the back of the truck, and we, we hung it in the garage. This was when I first started playing, so it was like one of like the big, coolest trophies. It's kind, like you, it's kind of like you shot a deer or something, yeah. and you put the, put the pointers up. Yeah, well, I've hit a deer, actually, here at Fair Oaks, man. It, it, my buddy Brandon could tell you it was hilarious. I hit a, It was on hole 18, hit a drive, and all of a sudden this deer keeps – keeps going across the fairway and I'm like oh no and sure enough it was one of my straight ones somehow <laughs> and the deer gets hit in the in the rear and takes off and I was like oh my gosh I just heard a deer and we got up there he was fine <laughs> <laughs> you checked on him you checked on him yeah yeah yeah, you checked on him? yeah gave, him, gave him some water he's good you know I guess this is kind of a reoccurring theme because the last show I had one of my, my good buddy that I interviewed James he was telling me about his brother-in-law killing a duck <laughs> yeah, and so I said, you know what? I don't know. I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check some things out. I don't want to make sure we're animal friendly. The podcast is animal friendly, all right. And well, at least you didn't hurt the deer. Oh man, it's been crazy from you know shanking shots into my friend's ankle on accident to um, flipping carts on accident. A really uh, crazy story. We were at the Enterprise. Oh, that has nothing to do with alcohol, unfortunately. <laughs> but we were at the Enterprise Golf Tournament. We do that one every year too. And, it's a long tournament. Uh, it's that a tur- long There's a lot of people. Tournament. Tons of people. And so we're driving back. It's pouring rain. And we can't see, like, people in front of us, really. And they're, you know, blowing the horn. Hurry up. It's, you know, it's lightning. And we're trying to get back all fast. And uh, we, m- we didn't see the bunker started. And so oh. we're crossing over the 10th fair. We're trying to get to the clubhouse. We're at the Republic. And, man, we catch the sand bunker and flip the cart right into the sand bunker. Me and my buddy Art look at each other. We're like, we got to get out of here. Luckily, we're not hurt. We both were able to jump out right before it hitting. We get back in. We deadlift it like we're playing, like we're doing CrossFit. We deadlift this golf cart, if you can imagine. We put it back on its wheels. We get out. We take off. Um, and we're the golf cart's completely covered in mud. Uh. We're full of mud, and so we pull back up to the we pull back up, and they're all look, staring at us because we were like the last people in, of course. Because we're all, they're like, were you the guys that flipped the golf cart? And and no, like, no, no, this is somebody else. This is somebody yeah, else. I don't know how this happened. Man. We're all full of mud, so we're like the story of the lunch that day. So it was hilarious. And you know what? Hey, it is a rental enterprise. Is a rental rental car. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> rental car. You get, I don't know. Maybe they should get into the rental golf cart business. They need right? to, man. 
All right, the last thing, last thing is the last section of the show. It's called Beyond the Stakes. All right? Okay. Um, and this is big. This is big. I was something I want to know. All right? Because luckily enough, uh, you've asked me to play in a lot of tournaments, and you know what? I've always played in the tournaments, and I've rarely had my name on the golf cart. I'm normally Phil. I'm normally <laughs> Paul. I'm James. I'm somebody. I was like, I'm just waiting for one time for my name to be on this damn cart. But that's okay. You know what? I'm a good backup plan. That's it. I, that's, that's, how, it. that's how I was in college. I was every girl's backup plan. That's you know what? <laughs> Your plan really right. great plan <laughs> That was great. Great. Yeah. I'm really like more C, like C and D, right? <laughs> okay. Beyond the stakes. What's some things that maybe somebody in your group or one of your playing partners can do to not get an invite back? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, to not get an invite back to play? Because you're, you're, pretty, you're a pretty fun guy. You, you're, you're pretty smooth. And you know what? Uh, you know, you're pretty smooth out there. You're real cool, real cool cat out there. So I want to know what's one thing that would maybe get somebody to not get an invite back to one of these many tournaments you play? You know, probably just making sure they're not offending anybody for sure because, um, you know, we kind of keep it lighthearted and it's fun and we joke around a lot, but there's obviously a line to cross with everybody. And so as long as they're not doing that or hitting into somebody in front of us that they, you know, shouldn't be hitting into or cussing, you know, basically just, you know, be respectful. And so if you're not respectful and you're just, you know, completely off the wall, um, we haven't run into that yet, but if it were to happen, you know, we'd probably just kindly ask them to uh, step aside and might not get invited back. That's for sure. Okay. And so that's why I'm always, I want to know these things for me too. I said, man, I need to know. I need to know how, I was like, cause I always take things pretty far. I need, I need to see, I need to see where the line is. Yeah. Where the line is. Well, you know the line. I mean, you, you know, some people will start to back away or stop, stop laughing at your jokes. And when that <laughs> happened, that's probably pretty much the line for you. It's maybe just paying for a round one time. Hey, <laughs> you know, okay. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad, just, I'm glad yeah, you brought, I'm glad you brought that up. All right. And because remember, if it's on the internet, then that means it's true. All right. And this is on the internet. So everything is true. All right. Now, just want to let you my listeners know that Jaime told me he liked to gamble. You love to gamble on the course. You always, you're always about that action. Well, you know, you're always about that game, action. Keeps the game fun. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's not a lot. I mean, really, it, it's really not a lot. At least eighteen dollars, because eighteen holes, right? right? And so, you tell me in a text, "Hey, bring cash," and I was like, "Bring cash." I was like, "You know what? Now we're keeping tabs." I was like, "Well, the last two times, I know you're." Oh, hey, I, I, I just got the card. I just got the card. I got the card. I, I got. I got to get back you to work. Break hundred. That's I, not my problem. I, I, I can break hundred. <laughs> I, like, I got to get back to work. Uh, clients calling me. Clients yeah. calling. Hey, clients calling me. Sorry. Mm. All right. Well, thanks, Simon. Uh, I'm gonna be sure to push the putting for pops. And uh, you know, besides being a, a damn good insurance agent, you're an awesome friend. And I mean, you have been a really good insurance agent. I remember when I got into an accident. Uh, you know, I called you. You're on top of it. You send the tower over here real quick. Uh, and I know it's not just for me, but any client that you have, I know you've always taken really good care of them. And I can see why you're one of the best in the game. Thanks, man. We got to deliver on our promise. That's my biggest thing to my team and my staff and, and our clients. Hey, we, you know, we're State Farm. Yes, it's a big name. But uh, the reason they became so popular and so such a quality product is because we deliver on the promise. And that's the key.
Well, I appreciate it. And if uh, and if anybody wants to reach out to you, I know, you, like I said, one of one of the titles I gave you, you you've just started social media. So I know you're on constantly. You're on social media all the time. You're on Facebook. You're on Instagram. You're over here. How do I do a live? How do I do a feed? Yeah. How, I, I I want people to see me. You yes. know, because everybody says I have a really good face for radio. Everybody says that. <laughs> you <right>? do. <laughs> I do. I, I'd like. I said, you know what? At first, I heard that, and I said. Hey, Hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. And I know you like to you like to be on TV a lot. Yes, you know yes, you're it's fun. you're, you're constantly on Galavision, Univision. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're always on the yeah. you're always on at two or three in the morning. You're always yeah. on two or three in the morning. Hey, anytime they'll give me. I've, obviously, I must have a radio face too because they only give me the two or three a.m. slot. Well, hey, hi man, thanks for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. Have a good one. I wanted to say thank you to the former GM Paul Bimler of Pharaoh's Country Club. Thank you for allowing us to record this podcast there at your beautiful facility. I know you're going to do great things at your new club. Also, just to give you a little bit of insight as to what occurred at the round after this podcast. Well, just to give you a heads up, I ended up winning 11 out of the 18 holes. Jaime took 7, and Dale had the big goose egg. But I know, Dale, I know this is the second time that Jaime and I were able to take your money. I know you're coming back for a vengeance. And you know what? Five bucks a hole, that's a little rich for my blood. I'm thankful that I was able to come up on top, and normally I was able to win just a couple of holes here and there that were worth more than just one hole. Now at Fair Oaks, they have two courses, Live Oak and Blackjack. We're able to play Blackjack, and Blackjack was in tip-top shape. The fairways were nice and green, and were plush, and the greens were rolling super true, and they were also super green as well. Now, especially on hole number two, well, I was able to get a nice birdie, and actually the only birdie out of the day that any of us had. There you go, Jaime. Got you again. Now, we got a couple good things coming up here on our podcast. Nothing is OB. Now, we have the Valero open, and as of today, I just found out that I will have media access throughout the tournament, and I'm super pumped up, and I wanted to thank Hector Ledesma for making this happen. All right? Now, a couple big names that are going to be at the Valero open. We have, yes, Patrick Reed, Texas boy, 2018 Masters champ, will be there. We have another one of my favorites, Pat Perez. And also we have Tony Finau. I'm super psyched to see these guys right here. Also, we have the 2017 Masters champion, Sergio, will be out and about. We got the Cooch, we got Charlie Hoffman, and also we have 2017 rookie, Xander Schauffele. I'm super psyched to see these guys out here. All right. Now keep tuning in. Follow us on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Please leave a review. Click subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. I'm super proud about where this podcast is going and how it's growing. If you have any questions, please hit me up. I'm on Instagram, nothing OB golf. Hashtag your golf outings. Hashtag nothing is OB. Hashtag nothing OB golf. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.